New York City here in Massachusetts. Talking sports with you on a Tuesday. It's WTBR Sports Talk right here. 413-445-4234. The Talk Sports with you right here on a Tuesday morning in the Berkshires. Let's go. everybody welcome to another edition of wtbr sports talk robbie zucker talking sports with you well i am no longer in a partnership now with my buddy sean cronin evidently he's decided to leave the show so now i'm going solo don't ask me why and uh it was really enjoyable working with him and i'm hoping that maybe he'll come back and do the show with me but uh for right now i'm on a solo hiatus so uh everybody i hope everybody's had a good week of course it's christmas week and uh Saturday and Christmas Eve on Friday, so hope everybody's having a wonderful Christmas. I know it's been tough out there with all the virus going around and the numbers dropping and the NHL taking time off and the NBA taking games off and the ridiculous schedule of the uh, of the NFL that's been just floating around. <clears throat> Excuse me for the last couple of weeks, pardon my voice. But uh, it's been tough. It's been really tough to see a lot of games canceled and things going on. But uh, it's a tough time of the season. Obviously, wintertime, it makes it much, so, so much more difficult as far as health concerns. So if you're out there, get vaccinated, get booster, do what you got to do. You know, people talk about being in this together. Well, we are. We absolutely are 100%. People have got to be responsible and take care of themselves. But this is about sports. It's about having fun. It's about doing fun things. And I'm just sorry the fact that uh, that Sean doesn't want to be here. I had a great time with him, and he's, he's a great addition to the show. So so if he wants to call me up and talk, and if he wants to come back to the show, he's more than welcome to because uh, he, he added so much to the show, and I really mean that in, in, in a lot of ways. But uh, Anyway, let's talk about the baseball move of the week. <laughs> the Mets finally, Mets finally decide that they're going to hire a real manager. And they hired Buck Showalter. And Buck Showalter brings professionalism, experience, knowledge. He brings his own ideas. He doesn't have to be an analytics guy. If he wants to be, he can be, but he doesn't have to be. He's an old school manager. He doesn't have to be a puppet like Aaron Boone and some of these other managers that are just basically based upon analytics and, you know, the whole idea of the GM and the and the manager working together is one, which is a bunch of nonsense to me because I can't even imagine like, you know, Leon Rose talking to Tim T you know, Tom Thibodeau, you know, up in the booth and saying, Hey Tom, you want to call timeout and you know play a different uh, defensive scheme here with the Knicks or or you know or anything like that. Or you know, even like like Gerard Gallant of the Rangers, you know, having having Chris Drury call him up from the booth, 
or any other sport that that says that the uh, the head coach doesn't have any kind of autonomy. So Buck coming to the Mets is an absolute unbelievable thing. And, uh, yeah, he's won everywhere he's gone. Okay, granted, he hasn't won a championship. We know that. But when he went to Texas, he made the Texas Rangers better. When he went to Arizona, a year later, they won the series. When he went to the Yankees after 95, he got fired and Joe came in. I mean, those guys were Buck's team, whether it was Jeter or Bernie or Posada or Pettit or Mariano, any of those guys that had the dynasty for the, for the Yankees in the late 90s and early 2000s, a lot of credit can certainly go to Buck Showalter. So 413-445-4234 right here on a Tuesday morning. A little cold but beautiful sunshine out there, and uh, it's great to have my mom up here. My mom moved up here about a month ago, and uh, it's great having you up here, Mom. I'm really enjoying the time we are together, and it's nice to have her here over the holidays. So uh, everybody be good to your moms and your dads, you know, especially this week uh, you know, for uh, Christmas. Christmas and the holidays because they've been good to you. So anyway, 413-445-4234. I'm really excited, though, about Buck coming to the Mets because, like I said, the last couple of years, I mean, you know, the craziness with all the other, you know, managers last year with Rojas, it's an experiment from the minor leagues. And, of course, you know, they had just a a terrible time getting, you know, quality people to run the organization. Now they have a GM in place. Now they have a manager in place. And now they've done a lot of good things so far with free agency. On the other hand, (laughs) the Yankees have basically done nothing. And the Red Sox have pretty much done nothing as well. So the Yankees do an absolutely zippity-doo-dah. And with this lockout, who knows what the Yankees are going to do. I know Carlos Correa is still out there. A lot of Yankee fans say, I don't want him. I don't really want him out there. Do you want a guy who cheated against you to come play for you, who said bad things about Derek Jeter? That's like sacrilege against Derek Jeter when you say that, especially coming from the Houston Astros that basically cheated their way to a World Series. So I don't even want to know about Carlos Correa. Now, Trevor Story's still out there. Will the Yankees do a stopgap type player? I don't really know what they're going to do. But all I know is that Brian Cashman's been sitting on his hands. And I'm not going to blame Brian Cashman completely for this because this is about the ownership. This is about Hal Steinbrenner, who doesn't want to spend the money to make the Yankees a better team. Now, look, I want to see them bring up the kids. I want to see Esteban Florio, and I want to see Anthony Volpe, and I want to see the young players they have in the minor league system. But if they're going to let these minor league players just sit there forever and ever, you might as well trade them as prospects and then get something decent for it. So I've heard about Reynolds from center field, from the Pirates. I've heard other rumors about other players. But we're never going to know until this lockout is over. And evidently now they're going to meet, hopefully within the next couple of weeks or something like that to discuss this. It's ridiculous. Millionaires and billionaires screaming and yelling at each other. It's just, it's out of control. There's no reason for it. So uh, we're going to have to just really just... um, you know, figure, figure things out, you know, when they get together. Because quite frankly, I'm sick of it. I am so sick and tired of the Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners, and especially Rob Manford and, and, and Tony Clark, the two of them. I mean, can you sit down and discuss things properly and come to a conclusion? Because like I say all the time, the only people that this affects is the fans who pay for everything, the jerseys and the tickets and the food and the parking and all the garbage that goes into professional sports. And you see all these billionaires and millionaires arguing with each other. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So a refreshing thing that Puck Showalter is coming to the Mets and he'll bring a professionalism and the nice thing about it is he has his own autonomy. I can't see like I can see the general manager discussing things with him and so forth but as far as Buck goes he's his own guy and that's not what I like about Aaron Boone. That's what I like about Buck Showalter. So 413-445-4234 right here on WTBR Sports Talk and of course it was a crazy day Another crazy day in the National Football League. And, you know, I'm going to talk about the local teams. Obviously, the Jets they don't get much from Wilson in this week. They score 24 points, but they lose 31-24 against the Dolphin team that has now won six in a row. 
So Coach Flores doing a really good job not letting his team give up on the season. They're seven and seven, and hey, you know maybe they have a shot at the playoffs in the next couple of weeks. You never know. So, but let's talk about the New York Football Giants for a moment. This has become a total abomination. I mean, Mike Lennon, this guy is so bad. Could we see Jake Fromm next week? We saw Jake Fromm for a sequence of plays go down the field and look pretty good. So if Daniel Jones is shut down now, I found out Daniel Jones is now shut down for the season. He's not playing for the rest of the year with his neck injury. Now they don't know if it's going to be something that's going to be long-term. Evidently it's not. Evidently he needs rest and so forth. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, this, this team is such an abomination. This is... This is Mike Lennon, three, threw for 99 yards, three, three interceptions, and, and a quarterback rating of 24.8. I mean, you can't get worse than that, folks. You cannot get worse. Well, you could, but 24.8. I mean, this guy is so bad. I mean, the idea of your backup quarterback is to be able to at least keep you in a game. This guy's throwing into the end zone. He's like closing his eyes and heaving the ball into the end zone and throwing interceptions. He's, I mean, he's missing guys all over the place. Saquon Barkley with his 3.6 yards of carry this year. The guy's just terrible. I'm sorry. He's dancing with the stars every time he gets in the backfield. And so you look at this team, and it's just a joke. And Gettleman is still there. And week after week after week, Giant fans are like, I've had enough with this guy. Why isn't this guy gone? Why? Because they're going to give him his medal. and They're going to give him his trophy and his nice dinner and say, Dave, thanks for the memories. Thanks for when we were winning championships. You were part of our team. Blah, blah, blah. All this nonsense. It's a bunch of BS. We all know it. And Giant fans can't take it anymore. And you know what I couldn't take anymore? Watching 75% of MetLife Stadium filled with silver and white uniforms. That drove me nuts. How do you like that one, John Mara? John Mara, do you like that? Do you like seeing 75% of Cowboy fans filled into your stadium to show you how much you stink and how lousy you are as an owner? And this is all about John Mara being loyalty. You know what? Giant fans have had enough of your loyalty. Be loyal to them. Get rid of this guy. And Judge has got to go, too. This guy's got to go. Look at these plays calls, all right? They're driving the first drive, right? And the play call, now I'm not blaming him. I'm going to blame Freddie Kitchens, who's just as bad. It obviously wasn't Jason Garrett who had a problem here in New York. Because every time anybody calls plays, I could call better plays. Fourth down, was it? Third down and five. They're driving to tie the game. And, of course, all they do is kick field goals. And, by the way, Graham Gano is responsible right now, the kicker, for 40% of the Giant touchdowns. 40% of the Giants' points this year. Not touchdowns, but 40% of the Giant points have come off the leg of Graham Gano. You can't make it up, folks. But when you look at this organization, and I'm talking about now about play calling. Okay, so let's go back to play calling. You know me, I just, I'll go off on a tangent in two seconds and come back to my reality. But for, I mean, look, listen to this. I mean, they get the ball and they have five yards to go. So what is it? It's a long pass in the, in the end zone. Micah Parsons is standing right there and he's covered, so they have to kick the field goal. But how about this for garbage, right? A fourth and one where the line can't even move. Judge goes for it on like the 35-yard line of the Giants and they can't even move the pile. They can't even get the play call. And then here's unacceptable. Here's just completely unacceptable nonsense. A fourth and one and they can't get the play in on the delay of game. They get a delay of game. They can't even get the play call in. That's the coach to me. How in the world anybody? And, and you know what's amazing? Mara wants to bring Judge back. This guy's 10-20 and 20 as the head coach of the New York Giants. And by the way, this is the fifth year in a row that the New York football Giants have lost 10 games or more in a season. Five years in a row. They have, over the last five and six years, the worst record in professional football. Worse than the Lions, worse than the Jets, worse than Jacksonville. I mean, it's unbelievable how bad this team has gotten. And it's a product of Dave Gettleman and best especially of John Mayer. 
413-445-4234 right here on WTBR Sports Talk. I know my buddy Ralph Romeo is going to call in today. He does a great show down in WPAT in New York. you got to check out that show sometimes, usually about four or five days during the week. So I hope Ralph will give us a call, and maybe there he is. So anyway, let's see if he's there. So Good morning. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I speaking with? Robbie, how are you doing, buddy? Hey Rob, what's going on, pal? Thanks, hey, thanks for calling. I'm a solo, I'm a solo uh, man now. So, so anytime you want to call up and be a, par- a, a partner on my show, you're more than welcome to do Tuesdays hey, with hey, me. Hey, listen, you, 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 I think you're phenomenal, and and, and I always said uh, there's a there's, there's a big time future for you. Just got to be discovered, you know, in, 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 in the big, big, big market. Nothing against the station you're working for now, but it's all about experience. Of course, of course. I'm just upset. Um, I'm just upset that uh, Sean didn't want to do the show and uh, said to me that I, that I talk over him. So I'm like, well, this is what sports talk radio is about. I've done shows with broadcast partners, and we talk and we banter back and forth. And I'm really sorry because he's a he's a great guy, and I don't know what 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 the heck went on, but went from one minute to the next minute to something else. So whatever it is, man, you know, I'd love to have him back on the show, but uh, it's his decision what can i do so i'm here by myself sometimes sometimes partnerships listen it's about life and partnerships partnerships don't always work no that's fine you got you got to find the perfect person to work with whether it's a whether it's a a marriage or just uh a working relationship you know and and if it doesn't work out that's that's yeah that's i mean i've that's happened to me many times before in this industry i mean my goodness gracious this is a very tough industry, not to get off on the topic that I want to talk about. Yeah, sure. But I think just in general, having a partner in any aspect of life is difficult. And when you pair two people together, you know, uh, in, in a situation like you're in where, you, where you're doing talk show, it could be like competition. Not that there's competition, but if, the, if it doesn't mesh it, you know, then sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah, I thought it meshed great. You know, I really did, and I was really disappointed. But, you know, what? like I said, the show must go on like I always did, you know. And so it is you know what, what it is, you know. Listen, here's the thing. Yeah. Personally, I think that being alone is sometimes great because you can use your own thoughts yeah. and you can bounce it out there. And when people call up and uh, want to, you know, go back with you or well, agree agree or disagree, hopefully you're going to disagree because that makes, <laughs> makes for better radio. radio. You know, exactly, then, of course. And we can argue. And, and yeah, absolutely. Just, not argue, but discuss on, right, on, right. On, on, on a different level. Exactly. But I said to him, I said, hey, man, you know, you're just as much a part of the show as I am. So whatever his decision was, it's, it's his decision, and that's fine. And like I said, the show must go on. I've done plenty, plenty of shows now, by myself, brother. I've done it for a long time. You know, I, you know what? Be, personally, I, the radio I've done in my life, I, you know, I love being alone because I like to talk. Just like I know. <laughs> it gives you a chance to vent it out and get yeah, it Yeah, I know. Well, I vented it. I, I know. I vented it. But it was, it was nice having the chemistry there and stuff and uh, whatever. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it was just a strange morning because he said, you're ready to go? I'm like, yeah. And then the next morning he decides he doesn't want to do anything. So that's, right, that's listen, fine. So you move on. You move on. You know, you move on with things. Exactly. 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 So. And, and, and hopefully the, the, hopefully he'll uh, have a good Christmas and stuff. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, go on, yeah. 
Let's go on and talk about the New York football Oh, Giants. my God, please. And I just <laughs> want to throw something out at you, and we've been going back and forth with this. And my thoughts are this. Now, the fact that you got Daniel Jones, who maybe might be a David, Wil- David Wilson, okay? That would be shit. That would be terrible. If, yeah. if this guy's injured, okay, for a lifetime, then it's much deeper than that. But even if he comes back, um, if he comes back and is somewhat healthy and as far as his neck goes and can play, you got to give him that year and let's see what he can do, only because there's really no other options. I don't want Wilson. I would love an Aaron Rodgers, but that's never he'll never come to the happen, he'll never come to okay? the Giants. And I don't want any retreads. I don't want any any guys that like a Goff or you know guys that basically um, middle of the road who are really no better than a Daniel Jones. Would you so, draft? Yeah, would you draft the guy from Pittsburgh? We'll, we'll talk no, about that. I want okay, that. That's okay. what I was. That's where I was headed. Okay. Here's my thought on it. Yeah. Number one, you got to have a quarterback. Of course. And there's so many mistakes in, 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 in draft choices anyway, as we do know. So what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is if this guy, if he, I don't even know if you could get him. I mean, you might, it might be that the Lions might want him. You know, or, right. or right. Jaguar. No, right. Jaguars aren't going to take him. You might have to trade down one of the people. Yep, go ahead. He might not even be available by the time he gets to Giants. But let's say... This kid Pickett is available, all right? Yep. He's right now the best quarterback out there. I'm not, I, I, I do watch enough fo- college football that I can make an educated decision thinking he's worth a flyer taking one of those picks because now we don't know about Judge, okay? So, not Judge, excuse me, um, Daniel Jones. And then you trade down the other pick to stockpile a couple more picks. I, I, you know, we have a lot of picks. Well, they have the Chicago's we pick. in the third round. Right. I know we want the edge rusher. I know we want the line. But without a quarterback, and right now we got a damaged quarterback who we don't even love anyway. Right, who's hurt every year, who gets hurt all the time. I mean, it makes you appreciate Eli so much. You know, Rob, it really does. Well, I was always an Eli fan. What makes you appreciate the guy never missed a game? The guy never missed a game. It's amazing. You know, never missed a game. And and I'll tell you something. He got a really, he got got a lot of bad rap rap from the fans and say he's just a, and you know what always drove me crazy? We're changing good topics in a What's that? But remember when they said, Eli, is he elite? And he, Eli, elite. Eli. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He I was. don't care if he was elite. I always would tell the host, who the heck cares if he's elite? He brought two of the greatest championships the city of New York has ever seen, ruining an 18-0 and Patriot team. Absolutely. Part of that. I mean, it's not his, he, obviously his team did it as well. But, and beating the Patriots, Again, you know, and, and Tom Brady. It, what's happened, though, sadly, is um, now we've been 10 years of, of, of a horrible football, except for one year that they made the playoffs, but was a mirage, as we saw. Yep. Um, but now we do get to appreciate, or the fans that didn't like him can, appre- can appreciate him. I still think he was the greatest giant quarterback I ever saw in my lifetime. Better than Phil Sims, because Phil... You know, I mean, Phil was great, too. I mean, anyway, if you look Phil at the but Phil paid his dues a lot. Yeah, Phil paid his dues, though, quite a bit. I mean, Phil got hurt, got injured. They put oh, Bruner he, in. He got, he, Bruner he, was he, in. Remember Bruner? Yeah. 
Larry Brown. Well, I was in the, that. I remember when Scott Brunick was competing for the job with him. Wait, he, he had the, the job for the part. most part. He pretty much I had the job. He had the job at one point when I was in high school, and then and then all of a sudden they said, okay, you know, we'll give uh, we'll give uh, Phil the job back. It was Phil's job anyway, and then of course, you know, the rest is history. He had a tremendous Super Bowl at, at that point. Was, Robbie, let, let, me, let me ask you. A question. Yeah. So he, he, here's another thing which what drives me crazy, and I, and I want to after I, I vent it out, I want to hear your thoughts. Number one, okay. I judge the coach. <sighs> we you know has won ten games and lost twenty. It's terrible. He has proven nothing. At all. I mean, they got rid of Ray Hanley after a year or two years. I mean, I mean he, was, he, was, he was a disgusting. He makes Ray Hanley look like Bill Parcells, for crying out loud. I, I, I mean, <laughs> what has Joe, Joe what does what is John Mara see that he can, in the, with five games to go, you know, give this, this coach the backing and using terms that he is a possible Bill Belichick, Parcells, absolutely not you know, type coach. Not even I mean, close. How do you how do you make a comment like that after thirty games? And when I heard that, the loss of respect for our owner yeah. of the team that we root absolutely. for. Absolutely. I, I mean, I always said he's not he's not his father. He comes across. And you know, during the Super Bowl years, he came across as this, you know, this a, a, a protege of his dad. You know, and I'll tell you something. Where, right where's, now, where, where's Steve Tisch in all this? Where's the Tisch family in all well, these decisions? You know, I, here's a thought on that. Right, That's right. a great question, yeah. and, and 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 I wasn't sure about that either. But I think Steve Tisch, when they when they brought the team, the Tishes, okay, right. Tish's dad, um, with well with Wellington. Tish, you know, Tish was always the the um, the, uh, the business part right, of it. Right, understand. He never was at that point. Right. They, when they when they signed the contract, they'd be fifty fifty as far as ownership goes and finances go. Um, the Tish family was strictly business. They they had no discussion on the football operations. Well, they should. And, and well, you know, listen. If I was an owner of something, and it, and it's a fifty fifty, okay. I mean, I would want to have an opinion. I'm not Rob, saying, you know, Rob, I mean, yep. because John, he hires Gettleman, who we know what Gettleman has done. He, he, he's, oh, he's a disaster. He, he's he's a disaster. Guy. A disaster. A train wreck. Oh, he's, he, he, An absolute he's train wreck. He's pushed us back 10 years. Uh, tr- a total train wreck. You know, I, and that's a, great, that's a great word. And, I mean, look, there's so many people that are going to have this discussions on where to go, but we've talked many times. It all starts with John Marrow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, John, absolutely, no. As an owner, and I'm like, I hear people say, "Well, remember the Met, the Met people when they wanted, um, you know, the, the Mets to sell the team, which eventually they did." When Ernie anyway, Corsi, when Ernie Corsi left the organization, happen. when Ernie Corsi left the organization, the whole organization went down the tubes. They didn't want to fire Jerry Reese. They had terrible drafts. They had a terrible decision. This goes back ten years when they went out and got Ben McAdoo because they said, "Well, our line isn't good, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to hire Ben McAdoo and turn Eli Manning into some kind of West Coast quarterback." No, that's not what you do. You break. That whole—I mean—they should have broke that whole idea up. You go out and you you strengthen the offensive line behind e, uh, in front of Eli. That's what should have been the the, the idea was to, was to make that line better, and it hasn't been better for ten years. They've had ten years of lousy lines, ten years. Anyway, well, t- yeah. You know, and, and I want to say that if you remember the championship years, the, the Giants line, yep, offensive line was like rock solid. They were always there. Yep. They were always together. They yep. learned when when teammates play. 
play together and they know, you know, they have a feeling for what they're going to be doing on the line and what one guard is going to know what the tackle is going to do. They all, they all like, kind of like just, just through constant repetition, they, they, they can feel what, what, you know, what their teammates are going to do when there's constantly a revolving door of guys going in and out, in and out. But Rob, I mean, yeah. how are you going to well, look? How are you going to fire? You go fire Gettleman, so that means you're going to bring in another GM, right? So you're going to bring in a GM. You better bring a GM in from the from the outside, okay? And you're not going to bring a GM in now. They're going to try to bring another eternal GM. That's not going to work. And then you're going to well, take that, a GM. That, Wait, that doesn't want to hire his own coach, Robbie. but he doesn't want to hire his own coach. You got to the GM coming in is going to want to hire his own guy. That's why. That's why it, Judge it, has got to go. Mara, blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. If he goes internal. Oh, you can't do that anymore. Come on, we've had enough of that. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. It sounds like that's what they're going to do. Because if they do that. It's not working, Rob. It's not working. It's not working. You're basically basically being loyal to your, your people, but you're putting the organization back. Five minimum another three to five years. Exactly. You're, exactly. You're now hoping that the, this internal look. If the internal guy has got Abrams, who I think they're looking at, okay. Yeah. If he's hired, he's been there all along watching all of this. What, what credibility can I give him? Exactly. You need an outside. Right. Absolutely. Guy, someone who's neutral, who, who, who basically is looking at it from outside in. Right. It comes from and a good you know organization. And try to repair right. what, what, what we're doing. But if you do that, Robbie, and that's yep. the problem, I don't understand what, what you know, it, it's almost like not saying that Judge couldn't be a good coach. He stinks. He stinks. His clock management stinks. His his inability to make good decisions, quick decisions on the sideline yesterday trying to get a play in. They couldn't get a play in and they got a, a delay of game on a fourth and one. What are you doing? Come on, that's ridiculous. That's the head coach. Well, again, hey, right, come I mean, on, I'm sorry. The headphones and, and, aren't and, working and right. Point. Please. It's been it's, but, but, but his, he, his whole press conference is garbage. Huh? Here's my thought. Yep. And like you said, if you bring someone in from the outside, how do you Keep the same coach. You can't. I mean, you can't. Yeah, that's the whole idea, it. and that's the problem with this team. It's crazy. Anyway, ten twenty six right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker talking to Doctor Robert Freed right here down in Long Island, New York. And yeah, Rob, continue what you were saying. So I got to no, take a break in a little bit, but I, it's okay. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I got to go in a bit. Know, so Robbie, yep. the thing is, this unfortunately, it, he has to be a casualty of the problem because the only way. At least if, if they clean house. Here's, here's one thought. Yep. If they clean house, Robbie, and they start fresh, okay, then at least if it doesn't work, they, they, they tried. They tried to go about doing it the proper way. But if you keep internal guys and just keep on, it's like a Band-Aid. It's like the guy right. who's got a exactly. cut, and they go. just throw a Band-Aid on top of it. Yep. Instead of repairing or, or, or cleaning out the wound, this right. team is so has so many issues. How'd you like seventy five percent of uh, Dallas Cowboys sitting in the seats? That should tell John Mara something yesterday, right? Well, when Giant fans are selling that's their tickets true. to Cowboy fans, come on, that's that's so I, embarrassing, look, Rob. It's so completely embarrassing. Anyway, I got to run because I got to get some more calls and I got to get to a break. Buddy, Listen, and, call and, me anytime, and, all right? And you're doing a great job. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk next week. All right, pal. You got it. All right, but. All right, Dr. Robert Freed checking in with us right here on WTBR Sports Talk. I know I'm going to get a get a 
call there from uh, Ralphie from Manhattan probably pretty soon, but I got to take a break. And uh, then we'll be back uh, with more uh, WTBR Sports Talk right after this. It's about the music and more of it. WTBR. You guys rock. WTBR. Have you ever dreamed of being a radio DJ, spinning your favorite vinyl, CDs, and MP3s? Have you ever wanted to share conversations with interesting guests with the community? Then the WTBR-FM Programming Committee wants to hear from you. We are now accepting proposals for new programs. For more information, visit WTBRFM.com or call 445-4234. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Join Peter and Jessica to relive the magic of Beatlemania every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. from five decades to Fab Four, where together on their own has changed the world of music. Tune in to Pittsfield Community Radio, 89.7 FM, Tuesdays, 4 to 6 p.m. No nonsense, no messing around, just 100% pure raw. Unplug your appliances. We need the power. WTBR. Back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on a Tuesday morning. Robbie Zucker with you as always. 413-445-4234. Just saw the phone light up, so maybe that's Ralph. Maybe it's another caller. Please call up and talk football with me, with whatever you want to talk about in the world of sports. And how about some of the crazy games that went on? I mean, how about Tom Brady getting shut out at home by the New Orleans Saints? Boy, I'll tell you, the New Orleans Saints have Tom Brady's number. It was nice to see Tom Brady get knocked around. He's such a spoiled brat on a silent, throwing his, his, you know, his computer across the field and yelling and screaming at people. I can't take it anymore, Tom. Do me a favor. All right, we got a phone call coming right now, so let's take a phone call and we'll do this. Good morning, you're on WTBR Sports Talk. Buddy. Good morning. God, it's great to talk to you, man. Hey, Listen, buddy, how I are make you? One, one comment, Robbie, about that wonderful host, co-host of yours. Very nice kid. Give, give him the benefit of the doubt. You don't know what he's going through. He handled it poorly, but your friendship with this man is the the, the of important course, that's thing, Robbie. Let's, thing. let's drop it and let's go from there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, it's very important to me. I mean, Sean Sean's my dear friend a long time. That's the thing, you know. You never want to lose friendship. That's that's really important. No, but and I, just, I, and I have yeah. to tell you, he's been an avid listener to my program. He's I know he's he right is. there with every show. I know so he I can't, is. I can't say anything bad about the guy. I like the guy. No, so I like him too. I mean, I love him to death. That's, that's the best way. I to love go him to death. Business, I love him to death. I was so disappointed. I was so heartbroken. Believe me, I was so upset. I was just like, man. I, I told him how much he's a part of the show and everything, and you know, asked him about intro well, the thing, show. You know, you know something? It's it's um, it goes back duos on the radio. 
you'll find, Robbie, more often than not, they, they start out as friends and they end up being mortal enemies sometimes. So don't let that happen to no, you. No, but I don't want to be a mortal enemy. That's ridiculous. It's Christmas time. And anyway. that, we've been friends for years and he was all set to go. And I said, yeah, I'm all ready. And the next day, today, it's like a completely different thing. So whatever. It is hey, what it hey, is. He seems man. like a good guy. Let's He's a great guy. He's a great guy. You know, He's a great guy. As far as, as far as Buck is concerned. Yeah, yeah. You know, to fit in with a modern-day athlete, Robbie, think about this. I know, I thought about how that How he had to change his ways drastically. I think of um, all these coaches of yesteryear, how they had to kind of change their whole M.O. because these guys can't handle a little criticism, so on and so forth. Right, right. Do you really think he's going to come in to New York and he's going to be this man uh, on his own volition and kind of lay down the law to the present-day New York Mets team, I, I don't buy it. I think he's going to really compromise himself a tremendous amount, Rob. Yeah, I'm just wondering how, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I thought about that yesterday. I'm thinking, how is he going to deal with these young guys? How is he, okay, how is he going to deal with a guy like Francisco Lindor? Let's put it that way. A guy like Lindor, like his big ego and his, his you know, his yeah. sort of uh, attitude and almost like sensitive attitude. When, when Showalter yells at him and says something in the dugout to him, how's he going to react? Or how's any of these guys going to react? So, yeah, it, you're bringing professionalism to it. You're bringing experience, but at the same time, you're bringing really a, a generational gap between, you know, himself and, today's player i absolutely agree so well buck, well buck is very concerned with the height of your socks the way you wear your <laughs> baseball cap <laughs> right you know all, what you do off the field you know this is his this well this was buck you know 15 years ago sure and if you notice during the course of time he's changed i won't say drastically but considerably and and you know he's not the guy that you think he's not a tony la Russa, he's not a gene mock he's He's changed quite drastically. You know, I think pretty drastically. I really do. But, you know, here's the thing. You get Mets fans right now. Do you know they're spending a king's ransom on this team? Of and course. this guy's spending money like it's going out of style? <laughs> do you know that he Mets has fans, it. Do you, Robbie, do you know that Mets fans are still not happy? You know, I, I happen to tune in to a rival. A rival this, is how, this is how paranoid we are. Oh, my God. I happen to tune in to a rival station, a rival, Robbie. Some rival, and, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. And the first thing I, the first thing I hear are Mets fans complaining, ah, we don't like Buck. They're, they're doing too much. Get this guy off Twitter. They're still not happy, Robbie. So they want Mickey Calloway back? Should they ask for Mickey uh, Calloway? Yeah, maybe they want Calloway, who couldn't manage, you know, the Girl Scouts right. down the block. You right, know, this, couldn't this, fill out a lineup card, right? And didn't know how to double switch, for crying out loud. I mean... <laughs> and, and while he's trying to manage the Girl Scouts, he's out there harassing women, too, on top of it. That doesn't, that doesn't fly. But, you know, I, but the Mets fan, you know, they have their doubts, and understandably so. Look at the team's track record. I absolutely. I mean, it's been so bad. I mean, from everything like last week. And then funny thing is, Luis Rojas, I think, got a job with the Yankees as a third base coach. <laughs> well, but you know, Would they feel bad the, for him. Well, you know, you know about the Mets. Um, it, it, I go to a City Field. I've been there maybe I don't know about five, six times. Right. You know, do you know how much money I drop every oh time I God. go to that ballpark? Hundreds, you know, my wallet. Goes, we, I go, I go to the, I go to the ballpark with a big fat wallet. I come home like I want to. I got to beg for money to get home on the train. <laughs> this is, this is, how, this is how ridiculous. You know, and I don't drink. I'm not a beer drinker. Me, me I never neither. tasted no, that alcohol me, in my life. Me, I'm me not going to drink a beer. 
you know, I don't drink soda either. I want to get something for my friends that I'm with. Right. I'm spe- and I'm trying to be the big spender. I'm spending a, a fortune on this food, on my seat. It's yep. a, it really is. How about joke. parking? It's ridiculous. I mean, I went, Susan and I went to a game about the, the year that Jeter retired in 14. And mm-hmm. it cost me $20 for two sodas and two lousy hot dogs. That's what it was. $20. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's insulting. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and meanwhile, the owners just keep, you know, piling up the, uh, the, uh, you know, the contracts and spending more money on players and keep rising prices of all, you know, hot dogs and soda and T-shirts. And, and we buy all this merchandise and stuff. And then they want to talk about a lockout, locking out the players and discussions between who gets this billion of dollars and who gets this millions of dollars. It's just it's just become absolutely ridiculous. It really is. It's baseball not fun anymore. It, well, baseball has marketed itself so poorly. Oh, if, you look, if you look at how they... They don't. Um, they don't publicize their their great players as they should. They have a, a terrible reputation with the younger people. You know. You know the young person does not take the baseball for a myriad of reasons. It's not just because it's slow. It's because it's not really the in thing to do. It's not really a spending four hours at a ballpark is not what a young guy wants to do anymore. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to come back to, to where it was. Well, do you? It, 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 it could, it could if you change the game. If you, you know, the one thing to me that has ruined the whole game is analytics. It's destroyed the whole game. I mean, think about this. When we were growing up, we loved to watch great fielding plays. Now you stick a right. second baseman in the outfield, the ball goes right to him. What's exciting about that? They took all the excitement, the joy of the stolen base, the joy of a squeeze play, the excitement of, of spontaneity, the excitement of un- extemporaneous things that go on in baseball, and now everything's planned. Oh, okay, this guy had a 10-game hitting streak, but we went back to the calendar back here let's say in may we decided to sit him out uh, we're going to sit him out in may you know even though he's got a 10 game hitting streak in whatever it is june or july they do this all the time everything's pre-planned now it's garbage that's not what the sport's all about pre-planning in the nfl is different you're running plays you're doing different things you're running schemes that's different baseball is a spontaneous game yes you have advanced scouting and yes you have guys you know scouting players and and you know checking out pictures and knowing what tendencies are that's fine i don't but but when you sit there and you just analyze every stinking thing and every statistic and now we have these statistics like war and all these games without you know wins without replacement and all this garbage and we have ops when you get a guy like joey gallo that's 160 they go well his ops is around 890 he gets yep. tends to yep. walk a lot yeah walk all the way back to italy do me a favor joey okay well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I watch you with that Italian slur there. You know, you know. By, by the way, you get a guy named Gallo. How bad can he be? You know, you get all the Italians on one team. You may be doing something. But, exactly. You know, as far, you know, as far what you just said makes so much sense. But you know, few people realize what you're saying. You know, batting average. Batting average used to mean everything. You know, all you would ask about a ball player What's of any ilk, you'd, you'd say, "What does what he hit?" Right. You know, what is he? Is it, Three, four, you know, George Brett hitting 380 was as, you know, as, as spectacular as anything yeah. I, I've ever seen in sports. You yeah, know? amazing, right? I think, he hit but, 390, I, I think he hit 390 at one point. He was close to four. He was actually over 400 at one point in that season. Tony Gwynn was right there, too. Well, you know point. what you have to do in the long run? 162 games, you got to really – you're almost succeeding as much as you fail, and that's unheard of in, in uh, baseball. It's a really uh, – very difficult thing to hit a round ball with a round bat, try to hit it squarely. That's that's, a, that's the most difficult thing in sports. Let me talk about Joe Judge. When, oh, my so God. I'll let you go get another car. <laughs> you, know, Joe, you know, here's the thing what people do and what owners do sometimes. Mara's love affair with uh, Joe Judge. 
they, they mistake stoicism for excellence or stoicism for brilliance. Right, right. This guy, because he shuts his mouth and he, you know, a few words, he treats everybody snark, like with the snarky attitude. <laughs> You know, this, then they liken him to Belichick. You know, this is ridiculous. Jeez. This doesn't necessarily mean he's a great coach because he's an ass. No, I'm sorry, because he's an ass to, uh, <laughs> you know, the media and to the fans. This just me- might, it may mean, Rob, that he's just plain, he's just a plain ass bleep. I can't say it on the yeah, radio. Just, you get what he, I mean? Yeah, I know. He just is. He's just, but his, his, his. His press conferences are so boring, and he says the same thing every time. I got to go look at tape. I'm tired of hearing tell me you got to look at tape. And then he says, "Oh, I saw some positive things. You had a quarterback, a backup quarterback, throw three interceptions and have a 24.8 quarterback rating. You can't get plays in. You scored six points. You have 22 touchdowns in 14 games. You have the worst red zone defense in the National Football. Excuse me, red zone offense in the National yep. Football League. You have the worst 26 worst offense in the National Football League. I mean, somebody's not doing the right thing now." Now, let me ask you this. If you took a quality yep. quarterback, and I don't mean Daniel Jones, and I mean mm-hmm. a, gra- a great quarterback, and you took Kenny Galladay, and you took Evan Ingram, and you took Shepard, who got hurt, he pulled his ten mm-hmm. Achilles, you could see it immediately when he was running. You, you take those guys, and you take Tony when he's healthy, and you take Saquon and Booker, and you put that talent around a decent offensive line, you're telling me that team can't score points? No, no, undoubtedly. You know, you just mentioned guys that are game changers. That's what you need in football. You need a guy who can break up a game and really do some damage. You, you know, Dave, you know um, Jones, I was going to say Davey Jones. Davey Jones. Uh, Jones. Yeah, poor, <laughs> Mike, poor Mike Nesmith, right? Oh, geez. Yeah, right. He, another, 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 another casualty. But, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the quarterback, you know, I still, I'm still old school. What else is new about the quarterback, too? Sometimes I think they rush these guys. They do. And, and, you know, the, the old way of doing things may have indeed been the better way of doing things where you have a guy sitting there under tutelage of the guy that's right. playing and uh, things work out, you know, in, in two years instead of in three years, maybe instead of rushing these guys. So, you know, these guys aren't as well seasoned right. as the as the guys in the past. That's why you get a backup quarterback <sighs> like like the Giants have right that now. That's terrible. But but how but how often do you get to Giants Stadium? I haven't been to Giants Stadium in a long time, but I mean, you look at you look at Jake Fromm. He came in there last, you know, last possession the Giants had. He moved them down the field, and I'm saying, you know, so it's extensive garbage time at that point. But I give Fromm the start this week. If he's, I don't want to see any part of Mike Glennon anymore. He was so bad. He was just, I mean, 24.8 quarterback rating. You, I mean, it's the worst. I, I mean, and he threw and the interceptions. He like threw this ball down the field, like almost like he put his hands over his eyes and just threw the ball down the field, and it was picked off. The other pass was behind people. He was just terrible. He Killing them yesterday. They scored six points in their own building. I mean, they yeah. are so bad. Yeah, it, was, you know, it was it was hard. I you know I don't you know I'm not a big Giants guy, but I, it's hard to watch. But oh, what do you think of Antonio Brown lying about his COVID uh, situation? Oh man, I'll tell you, these guys. It, you know, I'm so sorry. Antonio Brown is such a jerk. I mean, from every place he's ever gone, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's being cut by the Patriots, now he's in Tampa. Uh, he's just he's a, such a troublemaker. Whether it's off the field, on the field, I, I can't stand him. This is the type of player that makes it gives the NFL such a bad name because there's a lot of good guys in the NFL. I mean, I went to NFL you know uh, camps and stuff like that when I was a kid, and I I met Burgess Owens, who's obviously you know going to run for office and still obviously holds holds office in Utah. And a lot of guys they shared a bag of potato chips with Earl Campbell. Boy, I'll tell you, talk about a big guy, sweet guy though. I mean, but like oh, very like, nice guy, very nice guy, yeah, yeah, you know, sweet, super sweet guy, really nice guy. And I, I mean, Bruce. 
Harper, a lot of the guys from the Jets I spent time with, Joe Fields and Joe Klecko, who's just a great guy and should be in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, it just, like... There's a lot of good guys in professional football. There's a lot of good things that the NFL does. There's a lot of good things that they do with charities. And, and just, you know, it's, it's too bad that they don't give enough of uh, the money inside the NFL with, you know, with the whole concussion thing and, of course, the movie and everything like that. But, I mean, there's, there, there, it's, there's, it's, it's just a shame when you have a few bad apples that spoil it. And that's the biggest problem today with society. You always have a bunch of bad apples, you know, a few guys that spoil it for everybody else. And, you know, you notice that the National Hockey League never seems to have a problem with this. You know, it's always the NFL. It's always, the, you know, it's usually the NFL. The NBA is not too bad. Major League Baseball is not too bad. It's always, it's always the NFL, though, with problems with egos. You know, guys like Modell Beckham Jr., his garbage. I mean, I'm just sick and tired of it. Go out there, do well, the your job. Wide, the wide receiver position is fraught with so these guys. For some, for some reason, you got these crackpots playing the wide receiver in the NFL. They're the most trouble out of them all. But what, what do you, well, now, for, you know, Omicron is not supposed to be as, you know, it's very contagious, not as, not as serious, which is a good thing. But, you know, when, when something passes so easily, you got to have people telling the truth and you got to have people vaccinated. But Apparently, the, you know, they, the, you know, I'll, I'll tell you something that's rather controversial. Yeah, the the black the black ball player, actually, the black person in America. If you notice, these are the people that are are less. They, they don't they don't want to get the vax because of what happened in the past. You can't blame a lot of these 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 folks because they, you know, the government has been horrifying to them. No, I understand. Going I understand. back years and years, sure. and they, you know, they 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 put, they put them up for experimental purposes, yep. so on and so forth. So some of these people have a right to feel, um, feel, uh, you know, not knowing whether it really is the right thing to take these these vaccines. So I don't blame the whole, uh, you know, this whole uh, uh, demographic, but. The, bottom, the NFL guy that's making a, a fortune and he's around his teammates all the time and he has to, uh, you know, get with protocol and he just doesn't do it, there's no excuse. Same thing with Kyrie Irving in the, no, N- he's, in the he's, NBA. He's an idiot, too. He's a complete idiot. Anybody that thinks the world is flat ought to go back and look at the globe. Hey, Kyrie, you remember in school when you had a globe there? Oh, getting back to what you were saying. <laughs> getting back to the point that <laughs> – remember that round thing when, when, when you, you know, when he said it? that first – yeah, when he said that, first I laughed, and then I just then I just shook my head and said, man, this guy's really that dumb. Yeah, exactly. But getting back to what you were saying, have you noticed, though, that the two best quarterbacks that are in the NFL were both guys that sat for a couple of years and then and then started to play? And I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes and Aaron, oh, Ro- yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And that's why. There you go. There's, there's, you just made the example of guys who sat. Well, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. He learned. He came in, and now he just uh, tied or passed his touchdown record, uh, with, with some, which is amazing considering you know he feels so old now that you realize Aaron Rodgers has been a league that long and then of course Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith and Patrick took over and you know the rest is history for Mahomes and the, the Chiefs are right back where they should be because they have tremendous talent and uh, I give I give Andy Reid and I give Spags a lot of credit because they didn't play that particularly well the first few weeks of the season and now they're 10 and 4 in a 7 game win streak and of course the Chargers find every way to lose how about that coach Staley I mean the guy takes 9 points off the board I was watching the Chargers game and I you know that's my second favorite team since I'm a kid and I'm like watching that yep. game and I'm going I said to myself 
this guy's going to find a way to lose the game by, by taking points off the board. And sure enough, that organization is no snake bit. The Spanos family deserves everything they get because they're a snake bit family. And they moved the team from San Diego, which was ridiculous. And that, that is the most snake bit franchise. It doesn't matter who's coaching. It doesn't matter if it's North Turner. It doesn't matter if it's Staley. It doesn't matter whoever it is. It's a snake bit organization. And they find more ways to lose. And they should have won that game the other night. And uh, it was just unbelievable. And then Cleveland finds more ways to lose. It's amazing. The Browns should have won that game last night. And the Raiders, they let them go right down the field and kick a field goal. The NFL is unpredictable. And you know what bothers me? Here's what the NFL is right now. You have all these teams at like 8-6, and 7-7. Seven and seven. Yesterday, you put on two games. One team is 7-6. and six. The other game, team is 6-7. and seven. Then you have a, a game between two other losing teams, the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings, who are now at 7-7. Seven and seven. Is this really what the NFL wants? Mediocrity? It's not parody to me. It's mediocrity. You, you know, you just, you just hit it. You know, it's not semantics. It's a real thing where you just said parody is not. It's not mediocrity. I mean, this, this this whole thing where you don't have an elite team around to that that's actually bad for the sport. I think terrible. It's awful. Sport. And, and how you know when you think of football, the way it's played these days, and uh, how specialized it is. You know, it, I think again, I mentioned this before in the past. Tell me what you think. The coach who brings it down to just pure X's and O's and tries to you know, just block and tackle and catch the football better than the other team. I think he's ahead of the game. I think they get a little, even in a game that's very sophisticated, Robbie, it's too I think they get overly sophisticated for their own good. They, I really they, believe They that. do. I mean, Lombardi, going back to the you rest in peace, Lombardi said it's a simple game. You say you block here, you tackle here, you know, and that's it. I mean, you run and you block and you tackle, and that's it. It's supposed to be a simple game. It's fundamental. The Giants can't even block properly. I mean, yesterday it was so comical watching them go for fourth down and one in the fourth quarter, and they're behind in the game, so you figured, okay, they're going to go for here. So we're on about maybe their own 30-yard line. they got a fourth down and one, and the line can't even block for the backup quarterback, block even half a yard to get him the first down. I mean, you can't well, who's more up. overrated, or who's been a bigger bust or a bigger disappointment than their running back? Oh, my God, Saquon Barkley. I love it. He's been touched by the hand of God. I can't take it. Oh, my God. Gettleman, get him out of here. How does – you know, they're going to give him his gold watch at the end, Ralph. They're going to go, yep, thanks, yep. thanks for the memories. Thanks, Dave. Oh, my God. Give me a break yep. with this. And I, you know, I was saying to Rob before, like, I love 75% of the Cowboy fans in the seats of a MetLife Stadium. you gotta be got to be loving that, John Mayer. Right? Wellington Mayer is turning over to his grave right now. He's going – and I love how the Tisch family doesn't say anything. Steve Tisch like, eh. As long as you're bringing in the money, I really don't care. I mean, where's their opinion? Where's the Tish family in all this? Where's their opinion to bring in well, somebody the giant, the You know, they're going to get fans. The Giants fans are hardcore, and they come out, um, you know, regardless. My buddy but was at the game yesterday. My buddy Jim was like, out of obligation to go there. Yeah, it's a family and, thing passed and down your, through the years. And you get your free, wait, you get your free medium soda as, as a pre fan <laughs> appreciation day. That was, dude, seriously, that was the prize yesterday. <laughs> every, pers- every person that walks through the doors of MetLife Stadium gets a free free medium Pepsi as fan appreciation One day. What more could you ask? After you paid 50 bucks for parking, right? If you paid 50 bucks for parking, you get a free, not even a large soda, it's a medium soda. I mean, you know. Let's go back just for a second. I'll let you go. Yeah, no problem. You, what are you doing for Christmas anyway? Another... Yeah, what are you doing for Christmas? Anything Wait. fun? Oh, for me for Christmas? Yeah. Um, my, uh, Cindy and I, and by the way, she says hello. She enjoys listening hey, to you. Hey, she, she really, she really somebody is a does. wonderful woman. <laughs> she, she actually changed, she changed my life because, as you know, I had, you know, 2000, uh, 
girlfriend. Yeah, you and, now, and, you and I, Will Chamberlain. All I see is her now. She's the only woman that exists in the world for me. I don't That's know what awesome. happened to me, but it's a good thing. It's, it's a beautiful a thing. thing. Love is a beautiful thing. Yeah, but anyway, well, Christmas time, I'm going to try to, you know, there's a couple of people that I know that really are shut-ins. Yeah. And we're going to try, instead of having them over here, which is an impossibility because they just can't get here, we're going to try to visit a couple of friends of mine and bring them some goodies and that that's type of awesome. thing. And, that's what it's all about, Yeah, man. that's what that's we're going to do all for about, Christmas man. for the most part. Yeah. That's what it's she's all coming about. Over to, she's coming over right now. Give me a hug. Hey, Hi, buddy. there you go. I know. I asked her if she had a sister. She said, yeah, Sister Maria Teresa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, convent yeah. But, you know, I was going you know, to ask you, though, um, <laughs> as far as the radio is concerned, yeah. you know, um, isn't it a beautiful thing that, well, it's a, it's a funny thing how people say it's dying, but isn't it a beautiful thing how people just come back to the radio because it's really the purest form of entertainment Absolutely. that you can have because it causes you to use your imagination. You don't see anything in front of you, but yet... You know, you got to create a word picture for yourself. It's a, it's really a beautiful thing, and the way that you do it, and you just you're so passionate. That's the key that most talk show hosts, not necessarily just sports, they just don't have that anymore. You have a feeling that they're just there to push an agenda, and that's it. You know, the pa- the real passion for the the meat of the whole subjects are not there. You know. Oh yeah, you do such a great job. Though. I love listening to you and stuff. I really enjoy it. And that's that's well, today, thing. today. And I don't want to push my show. No, but do. Go ahead, man. Go, go ahead. Well, what, I, what I've decided to yeah, do with my ahead. show, because because the trip to the studio is such a pain in the ass. Right, right. And I'm just, I'm just doing, I, I set up my, my Zoom at home. We have a home studio here. Okay. And I actually, my voice quality is just as good from home as it is in the studio. Oh, right. And I, and I really stopped making that trip as much, because now I'm going to New, uh, from New Jersey. It's a pain. Right, to so schlep into we the do city. Thing exactly. from home, but, yeah. But the problem is we're trying to get phone calls, but we can't get phone calls, but, I, but we take uh, texts and that type of thing. But, but you know, that show airs tonight at 8 o'clock. We're going to have a good time. I pre- Rob, oh, I appreciate talking to Ralph, you. Try you to, too, buddy. Try, try to make amends with Sean. He's a wonderful guy. I know he is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't believe he, he cut me off this morning. I said, dude, well, well, it's, it's so that funny. Cut you off, I, know, I don't was, care for Yeah, that was yeah. bad. That was bad enough. And I'm like, dude, what's going on here? So whatever. I mean, he's been and don't my friend you know, a long probably time. Listening. He's probably listening to us right now. I hope he is. Right hope he is. I hope he is. He's, he's, he's a wonderful guy. That's what's so strange about him. But anyway, it's like, you're changing your mind like you change your underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, hey, I love anyway, you, buddy. Love I'll you, buddy. talk to you soon. Okay? Merry Christmas, yes. Yeah, somebody give me give mom a hug for me, right? I uh, will. I will. Right, I thanks, will. Thanks Thank again. You. All right, my pleasure. Bye. Bye, bye. All right, Ralph Romeo, one of the best talk show hosts I know on the planet. Checking here down at uh, WTBR Sports Talk. It's uh, ten fifty four right here. At WTBR Sports Talk four one three four four five. Four two three four. Going to take this time out for a moment, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll maybe talk about the NBA and the NHL, and hopefully, uh, hopefully those uh, sports will pick up uh, a little bit and come back. And because I'm going to miss the hockey for a little while, maybe a couple of days, but uh, we'll be right back. WTBR FM is listener supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, 
for the love of radio. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. The classic rock you love and the new rock you need. WTBR. Back here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker with about five minutes left. We've got a phone call, so we're going to take it real quick. All right, let's hang on a second. All right. <laughs> Good morning here on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I speaking with? Hey, man. It's Jim. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Jim? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Hey, uh, how come you're only on for an hour? I don't know. I guess that's what the programming department wants me to do. If you if you think we should be on longer, let me know. I mean, it's like I, I'm doing a solo gig right now. So, uh, but yeah, if you want us to be on longer, more more than happy to do it. I just uh, got to get more callers, and uh, you know, it basically comes down to the programming department. They were explaining stuff to me, but you know, obviously, I you know, it was by myself now. It's probably better than I do a shorter show. But uh, you know, when you do a partner real, show, man. yeah. Had, Thanks, man. I'd love callers, to do. I'd love to do a longer show. I used to do a three-hour show. Yeah. You know, it uh, it um, you know it would be the the Spanish radio show is two hours, the Irish show is two hours. Yeah, call the programming department. Call the programming department. Two hours. Well, you know what you know, they I they give. Should be. Yeah, um, they give us they give the music they give the music two hours. Participate, you know. Well, they give the music like two hours. So things, but um, yeah, I mean, um, you were talking about the Giants being the most. Uh, Having the worst record in the league um, in the past, what'd you say, ten years or something like that? It's been yeah, it's been um, basically the last five years. They have the worst record in professional football, worse than everybody. The Jets, Jacksonville, everybody. So yeah, it's ridiculous. I, you know, the Jets weren't bad, a bad team. Uh, no, under Rex, under Rex, Rex they were. Under uh, Rex, they weren't know, for a couple uh, of years. Yeah. You know, Rex had them headed in the right direction. He had a couple losing seasons, but seems like the new new uh, pattern in the NFL is to give a guy a couple years of a you know losing record and and, <laughs> and get rid of him. You know, I I think that they should have more patience. With well, these yeah, coaches. there's some there's no stability. Anyway, there's no stability with these organizations. You know, some alone. of them are just you know disasters like. Your guy with the Giants should have been gone, you know, after his first year, in my opinion. Well, when Shermer when Shermer was coach, when but, Shermer was, um, when Gettleman was hired and Shermer was coach, Shermer should Shermer was fired. Gettleman so, should have been gone when Shermer was gone. That's the problem. They let Gettleman stay on. It's been a disaster. I mean, it's a disaster. Yeah. I mean, the, the the Jets have gone the other direction where they've hired coaches and GMs like they were. You know, disposable entities have <laughs> right. gone through. You know, Joe Douglas is the guy they have now. They had McCagnan. Yep. Had, you know, I can't even you know remember. There's been too many. There's been ton, a ton of GMs. It's been no, t- terrible ownership. ESPN and, yep. and uh, you know they they think he's the the second coming of uh, you know Vince Lombardi. The way they listen to him. Oh, I, I know. Absolutely. I think the guy's <laughs> a joker myself, but. Uh, 
Anyway, wrap up. Yeah, I was going to say, you should have called me earlier. I was going to say, um, yeah, just wrap it up because I'm, I'm ready to go. But anyway, finish what you, finish your All thoughts. Right, well, so, yeah. you know, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, you too, brother. And, uh, have a good one. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, call. I'm telling you, call programming. I mean, yeah, usually here it's an hour for, for talk and two hours for music, so that's why I get an hour. But it's all right right now. At least I got an hour by myself, so I'm dealing with it. But uh, anyway, thanks for calling, man. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Have yeah, a, Mer- have a, super have a Merry one. Christmas. Thanks so much. Well, we didn't get much to NHL and NBA uh, talk, but uh, we'll talk about that next week. So anyway, folks, have a wonderful Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Stay well. Go get vaccinated. And uh And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Same time, same bat channel right here on WTBR Sports Talk. We'll see you. So uh, stay well and uh, be well.